This is Dr. Boris Orlock of Happy Horror Coffee Break, old-time horror radio show! <laughs> and you're listening to a fourth-hand production. Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gate. Alien modified men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hot things. Dark darts and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably cloned. So when you're feeling all alone, grab a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast, Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. Welcome. This is Tomcat, one of the hosts of this strange podcast that you tune into. And this episode will be a little different. A bonus episode, let's say. I was on Happy Horror Coffee Breaks podcast as a voice for an episode coming this week about a grandma and her pact with the devil. Happy Horror Coffee Break is an old-time radio horror-style storytelling podcast that can be found on many platforms, including fourthhand.com, a network that Strange Root Podcast is on, and many more unique and interesting shows can be found there. Now, on with the show! Well, it all started the day my grandmother died. She was 98 years old, but her age was no factor in her death like we all assumed it was when we got the call. I had been sitting with my beautiful wife, Christine, and my three children, Anna, Sophie and Joseph, who were all in their pre-teen or teenage years. Sophie being the youngest at 11 and Anna being the oldest at 15. It was a seemingly ordinary morning in Florida with the bright sun shining through the open windows and the birds chirping happily through our acre of land. Then the phone rang. Hello? John, is that you? Yeah, it's me. What's going on? Grandma's dead, John. I found her this morning. It was just so awful. You there? Shit. I don't know what to do. Just come by, please. Help me get her things together. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. I'll be there in a few. Oh, and John? Yes, Amanda? Don't bring Christina or the kids. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Grandma June has passed away. Shut up, Sophie. Everybody dies. It's about time, too. She was so fucking old. You watch your language, young lady. You're so goddamn uptight. I didn't quite want to deal with her right then. So I said goodbye to my family and I started driving toward my grandmother's house. When I got there, Amanda was sitting on the front porch, her face sickly green. A sharp smell reached my nose as I walked up the steps. When I opened the door, the view shocked me. My, my grandmother's mangled corpse, strewn across the floor in grotesque pieces. Her legs were clawed. The skin hanging off the flesh, the bones broken like someone had twisted them. Small shards stuck in the bloody muscle. Her arms looked similar, except with an odd symbol, like a skull with a rattlesnake twisting through its eye sockets and the tail hanging out the mouth. 
Her torso. Oh, God. I don't know if I can... If I can describe it without getting sick. The stomach looked as if it had been torn out by some creature with large, sharp claws. Her heart had been cut out and sewn to the outside of her rib cage, and the skin had been burned off the back in the same pattern that had been carved into her arm. The head was sitting on the coffee table facing the large mirror in the living room. Hey, how you doing? Her blank eyes caught mine in the mirror. Her gaze seemed to follow me wherever I went. Her jaw had been torn out and left on the floor. Shocked, I tried to leave the room, but something caught my eyes. I stepped over the deformed torso. In the gaping hole in my grandmother's stomach, I found a letter folded into a neat square, unfolding it carefully, afraid of what may have been written on that paper. As I looked down at it, I saw the words, Read my diary, if you dare. In my grandmother's handwriting, except the letters were a rusty red color. Blood. I stepped back onto the porch, nervously handing the paper to Amanda silently. She read it aloud in a weak, quavering voice, and then started to cry again. I walked back inside, headed toward her room. The room was a pale green with soft gray blankets with pastel flowers printed on them folded neatly on the bed at a large mahogany bookshelf on the back wall. I went to the bookshelf, and after maybe half an hour, I found a thick blue notebook with the name June Henderson and the dates 1930 to 1931, written in silver. The first month or so chronicled in the diary was normal for a 17-year-old girl, but then things started getting darker. Darkness, everybody! Darkness! The first entry that had really grabbed my attention was slightly disturbing. It read, Dearest Diary, today I saw the most charming man. He had black hair and eyes, like a doll's eye. and pale radiant skin. Those eyes really seemed to stare into my soul when they met my own eyes in the grocery store. I had this feeling real strange for me. Having never been in a rush to be in a relationship, which told me that I would do anything or whatever I needed to do to be with him, even if it was destroy the other girls I'm up against. Weirded out, I kept flipping through the book. Dearest diary, the man talked to me. I mean, he really talked to me. And he even asked me on a date. Oh, I can't wait to go out tonight. It will be great. I'm so glad none of the other girls tried to get in my way. It would have been awful for them with what I would have done. The date was wonderful. His name is Alexander. Isn't that an interesting name? He seemed to understand me, to know almost everything about me. It seemed strangely interested in me. He even asked me to sign over my soul to him. I couldn't help but feel happy, so of course I signed it over. The contract is said I would be his and his alone, and there would be no severe consequences if I broke the contract, which I felt to be a bit odd, considering I didn't even know what the fuck he was talking about. I felt sickened as I read those particular entries that really stuck in my mind. Why would my grandmother sign over her soul? Dearest diary, today I met another man. We are very similar. He seems great. I'm just a little afraid to break the news to Alexander. Maybe I don't have to, though. He wouldn't know as long as I'm careful, right? 
I don't think so. The man I met today had the eyes the color of the summer sky and hair color of golden wheat. His skin is tanned to perfection. I really liked Henry. Dearest diary, I was caught by Alexander today. I was writing a letter to my Henry and he saw it. I had this unexplainable fear when he read it like I was in some real danger. It made me think back to that silly little contract. Dearest diary, I'm scared. I've been staying with Henry now, but Alexander's words still haunt me. Just wait, woman. Just wait till you near forgotten me. You think I'm gone out of your life. I'm gonna come back, June. And the day I come back, you'll be sorry. I scanned some of her other entries, but they were just normal things about her life with Henry, who was my grandfather. When I was about to close the book, I noticed some writing on the back cover. It was from last night. Dearest diary, I think he's back. I saw his eyes in the mirror. I saw him standing outside my window. I've been seeing him everywhere. I think I signed my soul over to the devil. He made me kill my fucking cat. As if my soul had been in his control. It was so horrible. I buried her in the goddamn backyard. I know the devil has found me, and I know I'm not safe. I just wonder why he's come back now after all this time. After 81 years, what will he do to me? I dropped the book in shock and then picked it up carefully, sitting it on the shelf. When my eye caught something on the wall, there were words carved onto the wall so lightly I had to squint to see them. The wall read, I told you I'd come back, June. <laughs> Your soul will stay with me forever in hell. <laughs> Choked. 